Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. If you're looking for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style, Empowerography would love to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners, Quartz and Canary Jewelry and Wellness Company. Please use code EMPOWER15 to receive 15% off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com. Quartz and Canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Judy Schwingle. She is a spiritually based transformational coach. How are you doing today, Judy? I'm doing great. Thanks, Brad. Excellent. I am grateful and thankful to have you here today to share a little bit about your story and your journey. I'm really looking forward to jumping in and learning and sharing more about who you are and the work you're doing. I appreciate it and I appreciate the time. Oh, my pleasure. It is my pleasure and my honor to have you here. Thank you for taking and making the time to be here with me today and share a little bit about your story and your journey. So as mentioned, you are a spiritually based transformational coach. How long have you been doing this work and what was the inspiration for you to infuse spirituality into your coaching practice? I completed my coach's certification training just a little over a year ago in November. And that's when I formally started taking paid clients. But while building my business, I also completed my transformational mastery certification and got that certification last August. The inspiration for the work was, from my perspective, was a divine calling. I'd been a registered nurse for over 40 years. Then about three or four years prior to COVID, I'd been just feeling a pull to do something, but I didn't know what, something different. And I had a strong desire to help some local families. We seem to have quite a run on families losing their homes to total house fires, flooding, emergent life events, but I wasn't sure how to help them. It just really pulled on my heart. And I was struggling with a recent family having an issue and, you know, had my morning devotions which was my habit. And I, after completing that, I picked up the phone, which I often do, and started scrolling social media. And the first thing I saw on Facebook page was the ad for Coaching Institute that I ended up going to. And after reading their content and how they practiced, it really was sort of an answer to prayer and felt that that was what I was looking for and how I would serve people. Beautiful. So, that, so why did you decide to focus your energy and business on helping people who are in life-changing transitions, struggling with which direction to take? Did this journey begin for you with some of your own personal struggles? Well, if I could, I'll answer the second portion of that question. Yeah, sure. The short answer is yes, my personal journey did have an impact. And I've been a person of faith for most of my life. And in some degree or another, the strength of my convictions and practices kind of waxed and waned over the years. And I'm a flawed human. But 
for big life decisions, I would always go to prayer for guidance and so forth. And that was fine until life really kind of rocked me. And in 2018, I had been promoted to being an operations manager for nursing, running a nursing home, and started a new promotion running two of nursing homes at the beginning of February. A month earlier, my daughter's longtime boyfriend of nine years had a sudden cardiac event at age 32. Wow. Yes. So a few weeks later, on February 22nd, my daughter and my nine-year-old grandson were driving to the lawyers to take care of his estate. The roads were a little snowy and slick, and the drivers were going slow, but an SUV coming on was going way too fast for the conditions and hit my daughter and grandson head on. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. So at this new job, I got a phone call called out of a conference room that my grandson had already been taken to the hospital and had been resuscitated three times with critical injuries. He had dual skull fractures, an arm and leg fracture, and was on a ventilator for several days. And my daughter had been pinned in the car and both feet were crushed. So this was that, in a moment's time, life-changing event. And it was the time in my life where I could not make a decision clearly. My mind was a blur. I just couldn't make anything make sense. I couldn't sleep. My emotions were a mess. Of course. It really was when I realized what people go through in those times of need. So that is in part, you know, the pivotal moment that I reflected on, along with folks having these housing crises. When I focused my business on helping people at life-changing crossroads, and you know there were more stories that progressed as you know we went through you know the recovery phase and so forth of my daughter's recovery, but uh, that's ultimately you know what brought me to also leaving my career of 40 years and starting my new business and starting a ministry to help these people with the housing crisis. That is so powerful and beautiful and just heart-shattering, too, all at the same Mm -hmm. time. And how are your daughter and your grandson now? My daughter, God bless her, 14 surgeries later, (laughs) is walking with no assistive devices. She does have some orthotics in her shoes, no walker, no cane or anything. You know, the doctor promised us, he says, I've never lost a limb or anything. She will walk again. My grandson is now a typical (laughs) 13-year-old. He has some traumatic brain injury after effects. He has some anger reflex type issues. He lost a year or two of learning in the course of that year. So he struggles a little bit with school, but I'm 5'7". He's now taller than I am. And the doctor <laughs> told us that by, you know, by spring, he'll probably be six feet tall. So, <laughs> you know, we're just so blessed that they both recovered and are, are doing fantastic. Good. I'm very happy to hear that. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome.
So how did you or who did you have to turn to for support and to help you get through all of that when you're going through that? I mean, I know it specifically impacted your daughter and your grandson, but I mean, so often when things like this happen to our family members, people don't tend to ask how the caregivers are doing, how they're dealing with it. So how was that for you? I had a great community of pastors, family and friends were right at the hospital with us at bedside. And even my my workplace, even though I had only been in this new role for two weeks, was not a commonplace occurrence, but they cleared me to telework at the bedside of my grandson. And I was taking conference calls and doing work at the bedside and didn't miss a beat. They had FMLA cleared and so forth. So I had just enormous amount of support throughout this. And it just came from everywhere. And I could feel the support of not only physical support and people coming, but there was a lot of her support from our church as well. And so how have these experiences helped shape the Judy you are today, both personally and professionally, do you think? These events sent me kind of on a pivot and clearly helped me reprioritize what's important in life and understand that what we value and who we value, we need to rearrange those on occasion and value the people we have in our lives because they can be taken from us in an instant. Absolutely. Life is very fragile. Yes. The little infractions, are they really something that we're going to allow our lives to be shattered over? And that, to be honest, the relationship with my daughter prior to this, she literally moved in and her hospital bed was in my living room because my house was that small. And she was in that hospital bed for nearly a year in my living room. So we had to learn to be close. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was forced. It was. And it was wonderful for us because we had sort of a, a fractured relationship. And literally, God put us together and said, like two naughty kids, you're going to behave yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Beauty at a tragedy. Mm, absolutely. Well, that's incredible. You know, my life has been like that on you know many occasions. Just you know things that have set me up for struggle, and I've learned to overcome them. It's, yeah. It's just been the way that things have stacked up for me. You say that you help people light their divine spirit's power and cultivate confidence towards finding their life's purpose. Why have you decided to make this your personal mission and how do you help them achieve this through your work? Can you explain a little bit about your working process? Sure. I have learned both through coaching techniques and through studying scripture and my faith that every single person has this divine power within them. And literally through science in my former life, at the moment of conception, there's literally a spark of power released in the cells as they converge. 
it's my belief, my personal belief and practice that is to help clients find and reignite or amplify that strength, that spiritual power within them, their faith, through my faith and, and belief, that this power through the Holy Spirit, in my belief, is received when someone accepts Christ as my Savior. I support this belief with people as much as they want that, but if they have other vertical spiritual beliefs, then we guide that as well. The power of the source is confidence, is to help confidence be cultivated. So that power within helps com cultivate confidence. It gives that upright spirit. It helps with self-empowerment and esteem and overcoming false beliefs and then guiding us towards purpose-driven life. And it may show up in seeking the right job, the right career, right house relationship and so forth so through my process i have three key elements in my work first the spiritual which is defined with each client at their level where they're at and i begin my practice and my sessions often with a form of prayer and scripture applications throughout as i feel compelled to with the client's permission, I used examples from scripture as life examples within the session. The second part is mindset. I employ breath work, peacefulness practices, meditation, and other transformational birthright work and belief release for false beliefs and releasing barriers as they need to be. And then the practical portion is proven transformational mastery coaching techniques, and they're uniquely designed and applied for each client at whatever level they need for the goals they have. And I have two programs that I employ for folks. One is the 90-day transformation program that has three life events that we center around. One is spiritual connection. The other is love and relationship connection. And the third is career-related. I also have a deep dive program of three P's of peacefulness, power, and purpose, and that's a 120-day journey where we really dive deep into defining your path to peace, really honing in to the spiritual power within and your confidence, and defining your purposeful path. What is it that sets you and and the work you do apart from other coaches, Judy? Why would they choose to work with you over someone else? Well, I know that our society recently, you know, has had a lot of trauma with the past three years and so forth, and they've had a lot of life changes and so forth, and they're likely to still struggle with some of them to sort them out. I've walked a lot of the same struggles through my career with COVID and found ways to find peace and rest and regain joy, but I've also experienced many other life-altering events that make me uniquely prepared to hold that sacred space for them and work with them through their pain, their challenges, and choices. When I started coaching, I felt my chronological age was a detriment, and I've learn and rejoice now that all of the challenges and struggles that I've had have brought me to this place for a purpose. And I have a wealth 
of personal experiences that allow me to be relatable to clients in so many different ways to help guide them and hold space and be empathetic with their needs and where they are in their life. Life experience. You can't beat that. You can't buy that. I no. mean, that's so important. Yeah, to give examples from, you know, I don't look like the typical person to experience stigma bias, stereotyping and so forth. But that was my life for the first 10 years of my life as a young child to learning disabilities, to other types of traumas and mental health concerns and so forth. So there's a variety of things that I can relate to clients with where their their life may be at a crossroads. You've walked the walk. I have. <laughs> <laughs> what, in your opinion, is the most important quality or skill set in a transformational coach? It sounds very simplistic, but meeting the client exactly where they are and allowing their work to be their work. Transformational work starts within the client. It's not something a coach can do for them. I love the saying that we were provided. We are the door, not the doer. <laughs> and we guide them for the journey. Well, you give them the tools that they need mm -hmm. to do the work. Yes. And you teach them how to use the tools. Yes. We offer the tools and, it, and we place them in their hands. And the other piece is through the therapeutic space of the coaching sessions. I don't have the answers. And that, that's the answers are within the client. They know the answers, but they just haven't released them and brought them to their consciousness. And that's where having those conversations and bringing that up out and releasing all of those false beliefs or the misinterpretations of a young child and correcting them so that they can release them and say, hey, you know, I'm okay. What is your greatest strength as a transformational coach? Hmm. I've been told by my clients that I seem to know even before they say a word what they need that day. I do pray before each session and ask for guidance. My prayers in, in the beginning of sessions, I've been told, are spot on for the needs of that day. And clients have told me that no matter how miserable they are that day, no matter how bad their day is, that they feel better. So I guess to summarize that, I truly feel that I have a spiritual gift of empathy and discernment, and that serves me to help hold that space and know what my clients need exactly for that session. That's a beautiful gift. What type of person or client is your ideal client? Like, What things do you look for in a potential client before deciding to work with them? This was really a hard thing for me to settle on as a coach. I think also because of being a spiritually based coach, I was a come one, come all <laughs> person when I started my coaching business. I didn't want to leave anyone out. But over the past year, really honed in on where I want to narrow my niche down. So for my clients, it is now the adult woman over 25 who has found herself at some decision point in life that seems impossible to make the right decision. It could be in their career ladder, 
career transition or retirement even, or in a relationship that's changing or ending, even their personal relationship with themselves or how they feel about themselves. Or perhaps she is seeking inner peace and spiritual connection or growth because of a loss or a traumatic change in their life. What would you say lights you up or inspires you the most about the work that you do? Seeing that aha moment in a client <laughs> when something, when when they have that light bulb come on that they get that breakthrough and something comes forward for them and it leads to one of their desires or goals that we've set. And one of the most rewarding things I've recently had was one of my clients, it wasn't necessarily a goal of hers. Her goal was inner peace and just getting the stress levels down. But in the course of working together, she invited me to participate in her baptism and her recommitment to her faith because wow. she attributed me to leading her back to her faith. Beautiful. On the flip side of that, Judy, what would you say is one of the most challenging parts about the work that you do? Staying quiet. <laughs> 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 and letting my clients do their work. Coming from 40 years of nursing, as a nurse, we constantly gave advice. And here's the teaching moment. And that was our role. So that has been one of the hardest parts for me as a transformational coach. And I remember our in our training that we're told the top 1% of transformational coaches never give advice. So that's the hardest part for me. <laughs> a work in progress. Yeah. What drives, motivates, and inspires you to keep going and keep pushing and excelling at all that you do? I know this is not a job, it's a calling. And I felt that way about my nursing career when I, when I started. So that, that inspires me and excites me and gets me up in the morning. I love what I do. I know that my skills and my practice have a huge impact on so many people and I just get up in the morning and can't wait to serve. It's a beautiful feeling when you've mm -hmm. found your, your purpose, your calling on this planet. It truly yeah. is one of the most beautiful and powerful feelings in the world. Absolutely. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? <laughs> I keep going back to this, but my faith, has driven me through a 40-year career to start this career in a ministry through decisions that I've informed myself on. One of my master coaches once told me to hold true to my spiritual practice elements because when she heard me speak about it, I was a powerhouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know where my where my passion comes out. Speaking of success, how do you define that word? What does the word success mean to you? At this point in my life, it's finding the life you love, reaching some way to live that life and live it to the fullest. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before you learned it? And what was your life like after you learned it? Actually, it happened after a conference this year. I had a coaching session and we did some regressive birthright work and it revealed to me that I had, as a very young child because of some health issues, 
taken on the responsibility for my mother to take care of the family. And it made so much sense to me because as a young adult, I was the peacekeeper in the family. I made sure everybody else was taken care of. I went into a caring profession. And as an adult and mother, I didn't just take care of my nuclear family. I took care of my mother, father, sister, nieces, nephews. It made sure everybody, you know, and I got up in their business too. So it didn't really, <laughs> it didn't really cause happiness for a lot of people either. Uh-huh. So once I realized that was something I took on as a child out of feeling bad that I was the cause of some stress on my family because of my health issues. And I let go of it. It was so freeing. I actually made a declaration to my children and to other members of my family that I was no longer going to solve their problems. And, you know, that they were adults and they were basically going to have to start adulting. <laughs> and Good for you. Actually, has been so great. They're happier. I'm happier. And it's just been wonderful. That is powerful. Mm. Judy, who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? My mother was truly my North Star growing up. As a young child, I had epilepsy and was in the hospital a lot. I had learning disabilities. Parents were told to institutionalize me. (laughs) So she, she was the one who despite her not having a formal education, absolutely dug her heels in, made, did education for me at home, flashcards and all of that, and instilled in me the strong will. And she was the strongest woman I've ever known, but also the most compassionate and giving. And then my church community would be the other impact that Uh they've They've really been there. What do you feel most grateful for in your life? As odd as it sounds, all of my life experiences, good and bad, they've kind of forged who I am and made me into this strong, resilient, tenacious person with empathy and loving compassion for others. So without it, I wouldn't be who I am. What's something surprising you've learned about yourself in the past year? Going through coaching training, if anyone ever wants a a formal year of therapy, go go to training for coaching. (laughs) You get a lot of it. Part of that training revealed for me that I still carry personal beliefs that I am not intelligent. You know, that's the inner voice that I still carry for myself. The conditioning, yep. Yeah, yeah. And that is so not true. You know, and and consciously, we look at ourselves and say, well, that's silly. But our actions carry that undertone for us. It's hard to break that conditioning and to shift that mindset. It takes a lot of work. Mm, But what, you know, what a small child is told in those formative years. Yeah, absolutely. Well, not to mention as we grow older too, all the societal conditioning that weighs in on all of that too, to enforce those things, you know, it's... It's a tough battle, but, and again, I mean, the work is never ending because we are constantly evolving as human beings. The work never stops. 
absolutely. Yeah, and there's been so many things, you know, from my childhood with early childhood, as I said, my mother being told to institutionalize me, which had I been institutionalized, I would have been institutionally developmentally delayed because I obviously have a capability to learn. And then later finding out I am dyslexic and I have visual perception disorder. So there were challenges, but we worked through them in an era when, you know, special education and all of these tools and so forth were not known. It was just memorization and just wrote. Regurgitation. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Which is exactly what the education system is now. Yes, yes. And there's, there's elements of the way we learned then that made sense. Anyway, that's a whole other session. <laughs> that, yeah, that that's a whole other podcast episode. <laughs> You're right, 100 percent, Judy. We oh, we could go down a very dark and deep rabbit hole with that Absolutely, one. <laughs> with education system. Yeah, and how yeah. broken it is. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what do you see as your greatest accomplishment? I think because of that prior question. The fact that I was able to obtain a dual master's degree. (laughs) Yeah, that's something to be very proud of for sure. Despite all of that, you know, and I think it, it says that the work that was done for and with me when all, uh, all formal educators were saying, she's never going to learn. She's never going to write. She's never going to read correctly, get a typewriter type of thing. The naysayers were set aside and proven wrong and masters in nursing, masters in health administration and a 3.7 GPA. So take that, why don't you? Don't you feel like just going back to those people and saying, see, see how wrong you were? Absolutely. (laughs) Look at me now. Look at how I shine. Absolutely. Beautiful. I love it. Okay, we're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions will just be two, three, four word answer type thing. Sure. How would you describe yourself in one word? Blessed. Aside from necessities, what's one thing you could not go without? Community. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? Not sure if this is a word, but uh, emotionally intelligent empathy. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? True inner peace. What is your favorite self-care practice? Well, my morning devotionals. What is your biggest pet peeve? Deceit or lies. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? A legacy of making people feel better or having some sort of kindness given to them. And that concludes our rapid fire section. Now mm-hmm. back to our regularly scheduled program. In the last two years, what new belief behavior, or habit has most improved your life? It's knowing that in order to move forward or grow, you have to let go of things. And I know it sounds very fundamental, but it's so so freeing that to grow, you've got to let go of things that hold you back. And and those things have been holding you back forever. Well, and here you go. You've released them and are moving on. Mm Mm-hmm. What is one lesson your career has taught you that you think everyone should learn at some point in their life? 
it's a paradigm that when you're confronted again with moving forward, you also have to be prepared to allow others to stay where they are. Oh, that's and powerful. That, it doesn't mean you're leaving them behind. Uh-huh. It just means they don't have to be pulled forward to where you're going, you know, the advancement of where you're going at the same rate that you're going. I love that. What challenge in your life would you say has shaped you the most? I think the childhood illness that I had to struggle with and then subsequent learning challenges, they all kind of melded together. That They all kind of culminated in that preconceived biases towards me. Judy, what aspect of your personality do you think has been most helpful in your career? My compassion and empathy for others. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? I loved, absolutely loved Maya Angelou. And I love the way her mind worked, her strong but gentle nature. And I would love to hear her full story and her story behind her story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Mm, You are amazing just as you are. And lastly, Mm -hmm. if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, your corner of the world, your people, your tribe, Mm. what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart? It's actually from a tidbit that I have. So here it goes. I know without a doubt that I was tested over and over to strengthen me, and I stand before everyone as an instrument of service to help others. My prayer for you is that when someone doubts you, makes you feel less than, tries to put you in a box they built for you, or they tell you you can't do something you want to, you arrive in your own power, stand tall, and say, watch me. I love it. That's a beautiful way to end the interview and such powerful words. Thank you, Judy, so much for being here today and sharing a little bit about your story and your journey. This has been an incredibly inspirational conversation, and I am so grateful to have had this time to sit down and speak with you and to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. Thank you for all the beautiful work that you're doing and the people's lives you're touching and for shining your bright, beautiful light out into the world. Thank you, Brad. Thank you for including me in your group and the blessing of your words and your presence as well. May you have a blessed day, you and all of your listeners. Thank you. I received that. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Judy Schwingle. She is a spiritually based transformational coach. Thank you so much, Judy. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you. You as well. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.